It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Everybody else sucks, man. I am the best. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Hey, it's Wheeler Walker Jr. The Pussy King, the Pop Country Killing Machine. With another episode of the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Sorry it's been a few weeks, but I've been on tour and I've been fucking, uh, been fucking busy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hold on. <clears throat> I've had a cough and I just didn't feel like doing the podcast, but um, I've had kind of an annoying few weeks too. I'm not going to deny that. Um, but there was some down stuff and some good stuff. The the good and what this podcast is about is uh, I saw a Tyler Childers play recently in a and it was really cool to watch, man. It's cool to see kind of the younger guys, you know, from especially from around my area where I grew up, you know, kill it. I mean, his new album is so great. It's called Purgatory. It's out now, produced by my buddy Sturgill Simpson. If you don't have it, definitely go fucking buy it. And, uh, you know, I wasn't didn't know what to expect from the concert. You know, I knew he was, you know, the real fucking deal. But holy shit, the show sounded fucking great. And his band is great. If you if he's ever near you, make sure you go see it. I kind of kissed his ass in the podcast too. Also, what's fucking annoying is um, I did a, uh, I did an episode of the podcast backstage at the show. Came home and it was fucking gone. I just fucking deleted, man. So uh, that fucking put me in a bad mood too. I had a whole nice talk with him, and then I got him back on the phone and the. The phone interview wasn't as good, but it's all I got, so I just wanted you to hear him talk and hear what he sounds like, hear where he's coming from, and you know, I want you to go listen to him, because I talk a lot of shit about the garbage country music that's out there. I want you guys to listen to the good stuff, and there ain't much shit out there better than uh, this new Tyler Childers record, so go pick it up, and if he's coming anywhere fucking near you, I mean, I would drive fucking six hours, eight hours, ten hours. I see people on my show tell me they drove 18 hours to a show. Drive 18 hours to go see Tyler. He's definitely worth it. And uh, pick up the record, too. Like I said, Sturgill did a great job with it. And, um, man, he's the real fucking deal. It was good. So watching him and all these young kids play this kind of uh, reminded me of the old days back in Kentucky, just sitting around the garage, you know, jamming away. I mean, it's great to see these young kids doing it right. Um, and it was kind of inspiring for me. Same token, uh, that same week, uh, actually it was the day I was talking to him on the phone. Like I said, I did an interview with him backstage at the show. That got erased, so I did another one with him on the phone. And that one didn't turn out as well. We kept losing the uh, signal, which you'll hear in the, in the interview. So it ain't exactly a fucking Barbara Walters, but fuck her anyway. <clears throat> and that same day, uh, you know, there was some nasty shit going on. I saw a lot of, you know... Shit that my fucking grandparents had to deal with seeing Nazi flags on TV and shit. And I, like I always do, what you guys, I think, I thought you guys expected from me was to say how I feel and to speak up. And um, I did and got a lot of fucking shit for it. Got a lot of direct messages telling telling me that I was a, an N-word lover is one of them. I know a couple other people said some real nasty stuff to me, but... Hopefully they're gone now, so hopefully I got got rid of a lot of fucking racist fans and a lot of pieces of shit. I don't know where in my music um, people thought I was a racist or thought that, you know, that um, 
I supported, you know, fucking Nazi flags or the Nazis or any of that shit. I don't know where this came from, but apparently a lot of them are out there. And if I if if uh, if they're gone now, good riddance. Hope you don't fucking come back. And I don't. I mean, the whole thing that bummed me out is I don't like to get political, but racism and uh, Nazism that ain't fucking political to me. That's just human rights and you know everyone being equal and. Um, in country music, you speak your mind, you you get shit for it, and everyone was telling me I was, you know, I just Dixie chicked my career. Well, I'm a lot fucking uh, more powerful than them, and uh, I'll keep. I mean, I think I think they kind of toned it down, but I'll keep doing what I'm doing. I ain't gonna, I don't give a fuck what you fuckers say. If I lose fans for being not a racist, I can deal with that, and uh, maybe I'll make some uh, new fans too because I don't give a flying fuck. Um, I call them like I see them, and I say what I want when I want, and uh, if you don't like it, other than, you know, I don't need you sending me direct messages with, you know, hate messages. I don't need, um, I don't need you to uh, leave eight million comments about, you know, explaining what happened. I know what fucking happened. I'm not fucking stupid. But, uh, like I said, I got rid of a lot of pieces of shit for my audience, I hope, and hopefully the show, it'll make the shows cooler. We got a new tour coming up, and, um... So hopefully the dumbasses will be gone. Go to my website for tour dates, and uh, so hopefully we'll get some cooler fans, and the and the and the inbred morons will go away. So that's all I care about. Um, if you thought I was going to stop speaking my mind, I don't know what got got you guys onto that uh, fucking uh, thing, but you know, I always do say what I what I feel and what I mean. Uh, I felt like that was clear by now, but apparently with some of you guys, it wasn't. So, um, you're expecting me to hold back from now on because I got some shit? I'm not. I'll go harder. So, um, fuck everyone. That's what's, that's kind of my point. And, um, I'm recording this watching, uh, Texas get ravaged by the floods. Um, hold on. I wrote it down somewhere. I think it might be out soon, but, um. This podcast may get up there soon, but text the word Harvey to 90999. That makes a $10 donation to the Red Cross. Any other, because um, I got a lot of Texas fans, and we're, I got my managers are in Texas. That big fat fuck. Um, I mean, he's going to, he'll he'll be dead by the time I, this comes out, you know. I don't even think he can fucking doggy paddle. He'll be fucked, but um, if he's not dead, I'm wishing him the best. I don't know who's going to upload the podcast if he's dead, but sending my best to all everyone in Texas, and um, if you can, send them some money because uh, they need help out there. So this is, a, this is a real serious intro to my podcast, most serious it's been. It's also had a serious intro with the as we go into the Tyler Childers interview, too. You're seeing a new side of Weird Walker Jr., a new fucking serious side. Also... Since I last talked to you, the last tour ended. Man, we had a fucking blast on that one. Thanks to everyone who came out. Um, signed a lot of shit. I signed a lot of t-shirts and a lot of fucking set lists. And I signed a lot of fucking tits, man. I love signing those titties. So um, drop, keep dropping them out. I mean, we. Uh, I'm trying to think. We. Uh, what were some of the highlights of the show? The shows. I mean, we played. Uh, the Gorge, what was the name of that festival? It wasn't a, it was, um, 
Whatever the fuck it was. We had a blast at that one. It was um, Watershed, Wheeler. It was called Watershed. It wasn't Faster Horses. It was the one in the gorge. You, if you were there, you know what it was. But we, we must have played for five, 6,000 people, man. That was a blast. San Francisco show was great. Hung out with the Turnpike Troubadour dudes. One of my favorite bands. Those guys were fucking awesome. And uh, played Costa Mesa, which was nutty as usual. Ron Jeremy, the former Pussy King, uh, introduced me. At that show, I don't know how where he, where he came from, but he was there, and um, yeah, man, it was a good it was a good tour. I, I I had fun hanging out with all you guys, and um, like I said, we're gonna do it. We got a new one coming up. We're doing a two couple dates to open up the next tour. I think that those are sold out. The first two dates, we're doing the Kid Rock Fish Fry, which um, should be interesting. Should be fun. Kid Rock, Gretchen Wilson, and myself. And um, I think it's sold out, so I don't even know why I'm promoting it. But hopefully you guys all have the new record, old Wheeler. If you don't, go fuck yourselves. Um, but like I said, I don't like to get too... I didn't. I don't want to get political. I don't want to get fucking serious. The whole point here was to bring some fucking fun and some, you know, you know, non... The non, uh, non-pussified country music, as someone described it to me recently, a buddy... Buddy of mine's dad passed away, and uh, before he passed away, he told his son that he liked Wheeler because he plays that non-pussified country. So I took that as a, as a compliment. Here I go with the serious shit again. But what are you going to do, man? Sometimes there's serious days. Like I said, I'm staring at people right now. Um, homes are flooding, and you know, shit, shit, it's just crazy fucking time, you know? Plus, I lost that Tyler interview and had to redo the fucking thing. You know, the life of Wheeler Walker Jr. But the next tour is going to be cool. We're going to do a few dates in Kentucky. Going to, you know, get to go back home and see my family. And uh, get to, you know, a couple dates in Nashville will be nice. And uh, do some of the dates that we had to cancel last year. I think we're doing, uh, I think Cleveland, Detroit. Um, and I know Louisville. And I don't know what else... Um, Oh, Kansas City, that should be fucking nutty, man. <clears throat> we did. We had to move to a bigger venue in Kansas City. There's a DJ out there, Johnny Dare, real f- cool fucking dude, who's been blasting my shit on the rock radio out there. So we can't we can't find a place big enough with all his support. So, uh, anyway, I just want you guys to listen to. Like I said, I don't I don't want to get serious. I don't want to get political. The whole point is having fun. But when you guys come at me with this bullshit, you know, I got no I got no choice but to speak my mind, which is what I do. And uh, if you don't like it, fuck off. Go listen to Sam Hunt. Listen to Florida Georgia Line. There's plenty of those Florida Georgia Line type bands who keep their their feelings and you know their points of view to themselves. If that's what you want. If you want a fucking brain-dead country artist to just slop you their shit and, you know, give it to you and, you know, electronic beats and keep all their views to themselves, go listen to them because that's not who I am. It's not what I, the point of this, and not, it's not who I ever am going to be. So, anyway, check out this interview. It's not the best interview just because we had so many technical difficulties. And like I said, took a couple podcasts even to figure out how to do it because we we'd lost some because I'm not... I'm not fucking Steve Jobs here. I don't know how to use this fucking equipment. But um, it was a, you know, 
it's just good talk catching up with Tyler and talking to him and hopefully getting some, him some new fans by listening to this. I don't know if people are still listening to my podcast or not. I don't know the fucking numbers. That's my fat manager, uh, Alfred's job, who's live, who lives in Texas and is probably, you know, in a car or in a Jeep, you know, 10 feet underwater right now. That, I mean, they told you to stay in your house. There's no way that dumb shit did. I texted him to check in on him just now. and ain't heard back. Um, but hopefully he's okay. I'll check in on him later. So here you go. Here's uh, my talk with Tyler Childers. Again, sorry for the technical difficulties, but he still gets some of his, you know, you can see how smart of a dude he is in here. And check it out. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Everybody else sucks, man. I am the best. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Hello? Nice. Tyler Childers, is that you there? Or is this... Yes, is this, sir. Is this Ward Clark? Wheeler Walker? Yeah, I think this... Hold on. <laughs> it looks like it's working, man. I'll tell you what. I, I appreciate you again, again doing this. We've tried this podcast about eight different fucking times now. Can you hear me Okay. Man. Oh yeah, I can hear you good. All right, cool. Well, it looks like we're we're recording now. If it don't work, you you do do it a third time. Hey man, as many times as it takes. Um. All right, dude. Well, um, I don't want to start. You know me. I like I like talking about pussy and dicks and shit. But I want to start with a serious note here, which I don't usually do. But I was watching the news just now. There's. For, I don't know when this will air, but hopefully soon. But there's a race riot going on in Virginia, and I I couldn't watch anymore, so I turned off the TV and put your put your vinyl on my player and listened to the whole album. Man, I appreciate that. I'm glad that uh, I could uh, be there to have uh, something else to look at other than just a bunch of ugliness, you know. Yeah, um, man. That you know that's some that's a serious fucking that's the most serious fucking way I've started a podcast ever, man. That's good shit, and you also put a really uh, nice uh, Instagram up, which I liked. Yeah, dude. I just I was looking. I was, uh, you know, in the van looking at all that stuff going up and everything that's happening. Um, just thinking about it, and uh, I got a kick out of their uh, their uh, their tiki torches. I thought that was, was there's some down the road that's uh, you know ran out of tiki torches. Yeah, I mean, so, somebody, yeah, I'm going to buy stock and tiki torches, I think. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, for people who don't know, uh, Tyler Childress just put out an album called Purgatory, which is probably my favorite record right now. Um, I love it so much. And um, we ta- And I also want to let people know that we did a podcast backstage at your show, and it didn't fucking record. I was so goddamn pissed. Oh. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, man. I can hear you now. All right. Well, I just explained to the audience how we already did this once, but it didn't fucking record, so. <laughs> but uh, what I also, oh, I, also yeah. I also kind of blew you there for a second and was talking about how much I love the record. Man, I'm sorry. I missed that. <laughs> I, just keep, I just keep telling you how much I love your record, and you can't oh. fucking hear it. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, man. I fucking love your record. How many times I gotta say it? <laughs> I think that that time was okay. It's fucking killer. Is that I enough? Heard it good and clear. Are you pretending? Are you pretending? No, that, that's to, enough, man. Are you pretending not to hear me so I keep fucking saying it? Sorry, Wheeler. Did you say that you love the album? Yeah. Did you hear that? 
Oh yeah, I got it recorded on my phone too. I'm gonna send that to you know to my buddies. Yeah, well, the, hear that. well, the king of Co- Kentucky country christening the new king of Kentucky country. But what I love about it, you know, I know you. Uh, so you said Miles Sturgill Simpson's drummers kind of you knew him and he kind of introduced Sturgill to your shit. Is that that's how it happened? That's how he hooked yeah. you up with Sturgill. Yeah, man. He uh, yeah came out to a show and uh, heard my stuff and made an introduction. And Sturgill just said, "I want to produce this." Yeah, because he I don't think he's never he hasn't produced anything other than his own stuff, right? No, no. So that was pretty cool of him because I know I asked him about you just because I've been hearing a lot about you back home. You're kind of you know. You, you did a good job of kind of starting locally and building up a following there because my brother was I told you was the one who told me about you you were playing a buddy of his uh, uh, barbecue every Sunday or something and he was like you gotta hear this guy yeah man who was this guy? It was some doctor or something right yeah it was a doc there in uh, in Lexington area but I guess he's originally from uh, over my way in Lawrence County so yeah, so that, my brother used to go see, was going to see you for a while, and your tour manager, who I saw, but this, we, we missed this on the podcast. The best part: your tour manager comes upstairs, and he used to be a doorman at a club in Lexington called the Rockledge that I went to as a kid. And when I was a kid, I saw him work at the door, and I said, uh, "Hey, man, what's the how's the job? What's the tour manager's name?" Uh, Jeff Cox. Jeff Cox. Well, so, uh, sorry if this hurts hurts your image, Jeff. And I said. What, when I was a kid, I went up to a doorman at the Rockledge. I go, "How's the, how's it? What's it like being a doorman?" And he goes, "Because uh, they had all ages nights. Sometimes we used to go see punk bands." And he goes, "Money's not good, but more pussy than Frank Sinatra." <laughs> well, I'm glad to know that uh, Major Cox has been throwing out the Coxisms for a long time. Yeah, he t- he said that was him too, and that all it's probably 20 years ago. I asked him that. I was, I mean. And I was probably more than that. I would say 25 years ago. I was a kid, and uh, you don't forget a conversation like that. 25 years of coxisms. Yeah, you got them all. He said he went to the army for a little while and came back. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, Jeff, how how long were you in the service? 27 years altogether. 27 years altogether. Ask him how much pussy he got working the door at the Rockledge. Hey, how much uh, how much pussy did you get at working the door at the Rockledge? Frank Sinatra. Born Frank Sinatra. See, I told you that's the dude. <laughs> that's my fucking guy. But uh, the other thing too is, you know, what I love about the record so much is it really does. Oh, is he still talking about his pussy? <laughs> He's still talking about all that pussy. Yeah, well, maybe, <laughs> he'll be on next week's podcast. Oh, hey, he said you're going to be on next week's podcast. All right. Did that shut him up? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Oh, I ain't sure, man. I got my headphones in. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think we're missing the gold talking to you. Um, (laughs) What I was telling you before is the reason I love the record so much and is it just because it does sound, it just sounds like a Kentucky hillbilly who came down and just had and and made a really, a real fucking country bluegrass tinged record recorded well and produced well. And you said, what you said was putting words in your mouth. You said, well, that's what it is. Yeah, man. So, you know, it's like a couple good old boys got, you know the right tools and the right equipment and the right people with the know-how all in the same place at the same time and it was like a hillbilly disney world for a couple of days got to flesh out these songs i've been you know beating the road with for a long time and uh, get to hear them in a professional setting a professional recording 
Yeah, well, he did a great job with the record. I mean, these, and you've got, I mean, when you played the other night, you, you had so many tunes. I mean, how many, you got these other kind of small, record, you got a bunch of recordings, but this is your first official album, right? Yeah, this is my album. Out. Hello, are you there? Hello? Hello, Hello, are you still there? You we lose you? Yeah. No, got me back. Say what you say what you just said, say it again. No, I said, yeah, this is uh this is like my first official release. Okay, cuz I love cuz like let's just say for example, I said, you know, you need to make a new record tomorrow tomorrow. You got enough tunes to do it? Yeah. You got so many tunes. You're like the, like I said, you're like the the hillbilly Bob Dylan. That's what I'm going to call you. Oh, that's very kind. Um, do you think? Uh, I mean, how did you? How did you? How did you choose which songs to do on this record? Did Sturgill help out on that? Uh, yeah, we uh, we sat down and uh, I had a handful of songs that I was looking at recording, and uh, I just I played them all for him and. Fuck man, it's going out. You there? You there? You there? Record. Um, sorry, start again. Went through you, and hold on, start. It fucked up. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, hey, you want me to call you back on a? Hey, let me do me a favor. I'm gonna call you back on. Do you have your phone? All right. This is the point where I switched. Uh, we had, he I lost him and I had to call him back and come get him. Man, this interview was going to shit. But cool dude. Hey man, can you hear me? Yeah, man. Is this better? This is better. All right, so we'll just keep the conversation going from here. And it's cool. reco- it's recording. It looks like say something. Checking one, two, three. Oh, I love it. We're finally we're, we're, we're back. We're back on your phone. We were using your drummer's phone before, who I pointed out looks just like fucking Roy Clark. Man, he's uh he's been beaming over that one for sure. Yeah, I mean, how'd you not notice that? It's fucking dead on. I don't know, man. I couldn't see the forest for the trees. We always went for uh, Andre. And, oh, yeah, you uh, called him Andre the Giant. But definitely definitely closer to Roy Clark. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's not closer. It looks like his fucking uh, twin or his kid. <laughs> we may have to get some DNA testing done. Yeah, man, I mean, I'll bet Roy Clark, Clark slung it around a lot back in the day, so who knows? <laughs> but speaking of which, let's talk about your band, man. I was really blown away by those fuckers. They could play yeah, dude, they're pretty bad. I'm lucky to have the group of guys that I do to go out on the road with. Um, and that's yeah. your, but those are your old those are your old pals from back home, right? Yeah, my first uh, my first gig in a bar that I got paid for in West Virginia was opening up for their rock band, Dead Beats and Barkers, and uh, we always talked about doing a country cover band on the side, and uh, did. You know, after two or three years of, of threatening to do it, we finally did it, and uh, it went over so well. We just started playing my originals. I'll tell you, yeah. I mean, they fucking later. they fucking nailed it. I can tell you that. Um, they sounded so good. Who's the guitar slash pedal pedal guy? Uh, it's uh, James Barker. James. Well, I lo- I'll tell you what. He's got a real unique way of playing pedal steel that I thought was really cool. Um. 
I mean, don't you think it was? I, I've never really heard anyone play pedal steel like that bef- before. It was just it's real particular, real like kind of. Um, he really just kind of goes for the padding and kind of you know it almost sounds like those fiddle parts kind of that are from the record. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he goes about it his own way for sure. Yeah, just here with him and you on acoustic and that bass player who I love too, and and Roy Clark on drums. It was fucking killer, man. It really did sound good. Because you grew yeah, up, great. you grew up on that bluegrass shit, right? Ricky Skaggs was kind of your big guy. Yeah, he was a big one. Uh, you know, because he was a local hometown hero, dude. You know, Ricky and uh, Larry Cordell was a big one for me. Um, you know, they both from over in Blaine. <laughs> Ways. So, do you uh, do you consider yourself a bluegrass artist more or a country artist? Because I'll give you my opinion first. To me, you're just you're it because there's so little country. It just sounds like fucking country to me with a bluegrass hint of bluegrass. But you know, I w- I wouldn't uh, mind hearing a bluegrass album from you either. Well, I I wouldn't consider uh, you know me myself. Uh, a bluegrass artist, uh, grassers can uh, can pick a little bit better, and I I can pick it out. But uh, I definitely have some bluegrass, you know, influence. You know, just through my raising and through the people that uh, I grew up playing rhythm behind. You know, my buddies and what they were playing. Uh, you know, I had some flat picker, but flat picking buddies in high school that could burn it up. Um, yeah, and you're re- and you're re- you're real big about kind of pointing out all the all the bands around you that you're fans of. Who are some of the people? Pe- who are some of the the artists people should check out that you came up with? Um, check out uh, the Wooks. You know, check them out and local honeys and John R. Miller, Loon and the Mountain Jets is a uh, pretty killer stuff. Um, Josh Nolan, I don't know if I mentioned him already. Uh, no, uh, yeah. I, I was hoping the Wooks could play some shows with me, but it seems like they're kind of booked. But I, I love what I heard from them and this band Town Mountain I think you told me about. Um, oh, yeah. They were fucking great, too. There's a lot of, it's it's always weird. I moved away from Lexington, all of a sudden I leave, and all of a sudden it's a fucking great place for good music, apparently. Well, I think that, you know, music seems like in Lexington and, uh, in Huntington, it's all cyclical. You know, there's these college towns, and you'll have this big group of of kids come in, you know, going to school and also creating good music. And then, you know, they graduate, grow up, move move on, and out of town. And then there might be a dry spell, and then all of a sudden, a new batch of kids come into town to, you know, search it up. Yeah, well, I mean, I was around for that dry spell. I guess. I mean, it's weird. I think. Um I mean, I was so into rock at the time that I never really got to listen to, um, hold on one second, I'm trying to fix something here. I was so into rock, yep. rock at the time that I couldn't, I didn't pay as much attention to the stuff around me, you know, like the stuff I love so much. I, I, I lo- learned later, teenager, the Leuven Brothers and Ricky Skaggs and all that stuff and Ralph Stanley. And I kind of missed it at first. I mean, I was listening to Alice in Chains so much that I couldn't, you know, by the way, you got kind of a Lane Staley thing going on. Anybody ever tell you that? <clears throat> I've never gotten that. You got that. You got that. I'll tell you what. When you're on stage, you got that long, dark stare. I mean, you stare right through a motherfucker. No comment on that, I suppose. And but th- th- thanks for having me up on sit on my face. Hey, dude. Uh, 
thanks for getting up there. Yeah, well, you know, you just picked me up from a fucking uh, truck stop, so I was happy to just be yeah, anywhere yeah. where I was. I was, I was kind of sick of sitting in that truck stop sucking dicks for ten bucks a pop. So to get out of there and sing in front of a giant crowd was pretty fun. That's a that's a blue way to run across a blue moon boy. I have to get you out of there. Yeah, well, I pre. I mean, you you fucking saved my life. So besides making this great fucking uh, uh, record, how do you? Just to, as a fan of your, because I was reading, I bought the vinyl. By the way, uh, what's his name? What's the name? Cox. Yeah, yeah. You got to watch him because uh, I grabbed a vinyl before I was gone, and it was it's twenty bucks for the vinyl, and I only had thirteen. He said it's fine. So that fucker just, I owe you seven bucks. Tell that fucker not to give him away on for on discount. Well, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a business meeting after this interview. I can assure yeah. you on that. That dude just fucking threw seven bucks down the toilet. I got the. I got we're the. Too mo- far away. We're too far away from home for me to let him go, but I, I'm definitely going to ride him up. Yeah, I think. I, I think that's a. I mean, listen, I'm the hottest shit in the country. I got the money to pay for it, but still, don't give don't give me no seven dollar discount on. And I asked if he took credit cards. He said no. Hmm. You got to figure out a credit card machine, man. The money's starting to come in. I heard that. I'll, I'll look into that. We had one working, I guess. Maybe the square took a nosedive or something. Yeah, it's just you got. Yeah, you got to You got to tell this guy to focus on the money, not the pussy. <laughs> so, give, so as a as a fan, I, I'll tell. Be honest with you, I'm a guy you still kind of learning my way around bluegrass. What else should I be? Name some other artists you kind of grew up in the bluegrass world, because that's what's kind of fascinating me right now. I'm thinking about doing my Wheeler bluegrass album. What else should I be listening to? Just check out Jim and Jesse, and I mean, you know, there's obviously Bill Monroe, High Top Jerusalem Ridge, which uh, I saw Jerusalem Ridge, and it was uh, High Top Jerusalem Ridge is like being on top of the van on top of the suitcase. To, you know, coming from the eastern side of the state, it, it not didn't look very high, but it was high enough for that high and lonesome sound, I reckon. So you got that, you can check it out, and... Uh, there's, well, you know, there's, uh, some New River, uh, New River Line, some good Estill County bluegrass. I, I ain't heard of them, yeah. I mean, I, I, I tend to go to the, you know, the old classics. I tend to go to Ricky Skaggs, Ralph Stanley, and that, I love that, you know, the Ricky Skaggs, well, I love the Skaggs and Rice, and I love the Ricky Skaggs, Keith Whitley one they did. Oh, yeah. I mean, those, uh, those are probably the two, two of your bigger heroes, I would assume. Skaggs and uh, the Skaggs and Rice one's a really good one, and then the yeah, the second generation with um, all that stuff with Whitley and Skaggs is pretty killer. Yeah, and as I was saying too, you know, you got all this stuff coming out of Kentucky. We got uh, I told you you got to check out that Angelina Presley record. She's um she's from around there somewhere. I know she did her record release party in Lexington. I'm gonna try to. Get her on the podcast soon, but that's a great that's a great kind of fuck Nashville record that just came out. There is a lot of good shit coming out of Kentucky now. It's good to see it get back on the on the map. I mean, for a while it used to be the place. I mean, one of my favorite bands of all time is the Everly Brothers, and I think Phil Everly's from there. At least, I know the family was from there, but it's good to see you know because I mean I watched him. I don't know if you met my buddy there, Eric. He was at the show with me, and. uh he just kept he just kept bobbing his head, looking at me, going, "That's the real shit. That's the real shit." He just kept saying that over and over. 
So the album's been out, what, now, like, over a full week, right? Yeah, August 4th when it came out. And uh, did you find out, did it chart anywhere, or do you know? Did they give you any numbers? Um... Because I saw it doing pretty well on, like, iTunes and shit. I think it was doing pretty good. I think that we, uh, there for a minute, we were, uh... We had a went past. Now that's what I call sixty three. So that was exciting. Call I'm what? Say, say say that again. Sixty three. What's that? Yeah. Now that's what I call music. Sixty three. I think we passed it for a minute. <laughs> that's that's the, how you judge it. I said, what, what did I? Hey, say, man. What did I say when the first time I met you? I said, man, this shit's gonna outsell. Now that's what I call music. Sixty three. Is what I said to you when I first when I first met you. I told you you were crazy. Yeah, at the time, at the time it seemed like just a pipe dream, and now you know, and here we are. Look at us now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, now when I call music sixty two was fucking killer, and I hear sixty four is going to be one of the best, but sixty three is. I Man, mean, I, that's some competition. I think that it's. I mean, it's hard to beat. Now that's what I call four. That was my jam. Everything else is just trying to reinvent the wheel. Oh, you're going old school with me. What was that? Probably even Paula Abdul or shit. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, like I'm pretty sure it had I'm blue. I'm blue. The oh yeah, that was. Yeah, I Which remember part? that. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. that. That was a good one, and it had um, a Florida Georgia Lions version of um, <laughs> of had their had their version of um, of uh, Walk This Way. Was that on there? Yeah, was that, I don't that's, that's that. what I call music four. Maybe that was on five. I can't remember. It might have been six. You know what? These days, who knows? But um, I don't want to keep you on the phone all day, especially since we've already done this fucking podcast twice now. But again, I'm. It just gets more fun every time. Yeah, well, let's just keep doing them. You, how about that? You'll just be my permanent guest. Hey, man, it's your uh, it's your podcast. Yeah, I mean, I I, de- I demand it. So you, 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 you make the calls. How do you how do you write your lyrics? I mean, I mean physically. Do you do you write them out? Do you type them out? Because they're pretty. There's they're pretty. The lyrics are pretty great and very. Um, obviously, a lot of thought went into them, and the you know I love reading them on the on the vinyl cover and stuff. Uh, yeah, I write them. You know, I write them out. Um, I spend a lot of, a lot a lot of time uh, before. You know, putting them on paper, just kind of uh, like uh, repeating them, saying them, and seeing how they sound, like the cadence when uh, when they come out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. it's... All right, this is the point where I switched. Uh, we had, he, I lost him, and I had to call him back and come get him. Man, this interview was going to shit, but cool dude. Yeah, man, it's a uh, it's an exciting time to uh, be a country music fan or just a fan of good music in general. Uh, People are tired of listening to, you know, mindless lyrics. Well, that's a question I got for you. Like, you seem like, do you, do you even, like, have you ever even listened to mainstream country? Like the country pop country station? I just don't know. Uh, I don't really, uh, I don't really care for that stuff, so I don't waste my time worrying about it or or paying it any attention, you know, I kind of under the school thought that, you know, if you ignore it, it'll eventually go away. And it has for me. 
Yeah, I mean, you're smarter about it than me because I spent so much time researching it to make fun of those fuckers. But it it has made me less of a person less having to sit through some of that shit. It'll 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 it'll, it'll eat away at your soul, you know. But Dude, I, gotta, I get a uh, I get a real kick out of uh, watching you uh, make fun of it, and I think somebody's got to do that. Thanks for being that person. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm doing uh I'm doing everyone else's work for him because you know a, a young guy like you coming up, you know, you don't want to get in that kind of trouble making fun of those guys. So I'll do it for you. You just keep making your music. I'll take care of these fuckers. Hey, Amen. Florida Georgia Line will be fucking you know out of the business by the time your second record comes out. I'll make sure of it. I appreciate that, Wheeler. Yeah, I don't need them getting Thank in you. your. I don't need them getting in your way. Um, you thinking at all about? You know, the next, do you think down the line, like the next couple records, what the second, th- you know, do you, is that, do you think ahead that much or? Uh, man, I try to, no, I don't, uh, I don't think that far ahead. I'm just, uh, worried about what we're going to eat when we get to San Francisco. And, uh, I'm wondering how, uh, how soundcheck's going to go. I'm hoping that, uh, the next one will be soon though. And, uh, yeah. Well, you're uh, pretty, pr- you're a pretty pr- prolific songwriter, so I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah, maybe you can write me some tunes for my new one when I figure that one out. Well, I tried to tried to give you that line a time or two. Oh yeah, say the line again, so now I got it on tape. The line you want to give me? Oh, it's uh, butterfly kisses on the clit of my missus. Okay, now I got it you written down. Yeah, you've given it to me a couple cool. times. I, I, that's a that's a fucking tune, man. I, I, I could see a mandolin in that. Well, I, yeah, you know, just a nice, you know, yeah. Yeah, you've already got the you've already got the key figured out. It sounds like. Yeah, I think that was a uh, somewhere between Q and Z. Okay, well, yeah, we'll so we'll do, we'll do it in Z. Um, awesome. Before we go, I just wanted to say you you told me you did this you did this you recorded this album in two fucking days. Yeah, man. Recorded it. Uh, we recorded it live, and then um, you know went back with some auxiliary percussion and and just some little stuff. And uh, yeah, and spent some time mixing it. So, do, what kind of notes did Sturgill give you? Just like uh, you know, sounds good. Do this, do that. Just minor stuff. Yep, sounds good. And do this and do that. Yeah, I mean because. He didn't give me much. I asked him about it. He just goes, good kid. That was his notes on the record. Because I said, I heard you produce his Tyler Childers record. He goes, yeah, he's a good kid. And I agree with him. Well, he's a good guy, and I think you're a good guy too, Wheeler. You're just good guys. Thanks, man. I'm trying not to be, but sometimes the goodness slips out, and it kind of ruins my fucking image. Hey, man, you can't, can't can't hide your heart. Yeah, I got a big heart. People don't realize it. You get it, though. Those people can't get past, you know, just, I mean, there's a, there's a reason you get to be the pussy king. Yeah, man, you, you don't you know? just, they don't just give you that crown. That's a good point. No. You got to earn it. Mm-hmm, with a good heart. Yeah, you got to have a big heart and a big fucking cock, like, like Cox's. There you go. You got to have like Cox's cock. Yeah. You got to have, you got you have to have a Sinatra cock for the be the pussy king. But anyway, I'm going to let you go, and, um... Keep my fingers crossed that this thing recorded. And if not, we'll have you on again every week until the second album comes out. 
And Heard that. Well, we're going to go in the studio uh, next week and get this second album out. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> on on uh, Wheeler Records. Let me Wheeler get, Records. Let me, let, me get a, let me get a cut of this shit. I, I love it. So anyway, man, thanks again. Take care of yourself. We'll talk later. Hey. Talk to you later, Wheeler. Bye. Yeah. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Everybody else sucks, man. I am the best. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Tyler Childers, the man. Check him out. Grab his record if you haven't already. It's that fucking good. And I'll see you fuckers later.